Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. Feasting and fasting. We're still in chapter three. We're going to talk about refined oils and also fat, what fats are good. I'm going to read from the manuscript of this book and try to give us some understanding on how to take better care of our body and then also mention some extra commentary that's not in the manuscript. So you can get the book still available as a free download, Feasting and Fasting, on our church website, westsidechristianfellowship.org. You can read along. There's links in that book. Of course, it's available at all other places as well, but we're in the process of putting this on Audible, and we are going to also release it as video casting, which many of you are watching. So, oils to avoid and more about fat. Current research supports avoiding foods, even healthy ones, that contain palm, sunflower, canola, corn, soybean, peanut, safflower, or cottonseed oil, as well as foods containing partially hydrogenated and hydrogenated oils. Basically, they inject hydrogen gas into the fat so the fat can sit on our shelves for years and not go bad. That should tell you something right there. And this can be challenging. You know, it's hard to even locate a healthy peanut butter, sometimes without refined oils. Good peanut butter should just have peanuts and salt, possibly. They don't need to... Why do all these... You know, they, you get a bag of, of, of nuts and they've got these oils all over them, usually to keep the salt stuck to the nuts. So you have to be you know, a little strategic. I, I don't eat perfectly. Obviously, some of the refined oils from time to time, especially if you go out, you can almost guarantee without a shadow of a doubt, unless it specifically tells you on their menu that vegetable oils are being used. Sadly, most of the organic products on the market today contain refined oils. Now, you do have to dig a little bit because if they have, let's say they have organic canola oil or let's say organic soybean oil or is it cold pressed did it stay in its natural state and i just don't have time to follow up on all those things but the best thing is to just to look for products with organic avocado oil organic olive oil and things like that but hopefully i'll get into that in just a minute when possible use oils in their natural state such as coconut oil olive oil avocado oil grapeseed oil somewhat controversial many believe the high omega-6 Qualities can create inflammation if not balanced with omega-3. That's what happens with refined vegetable oils often. And if you go this route, use it in moderation and buy organic and unrefined if you go the route of grapeseed or other oils. So keep in mind that terms such as organic, natural, GMO-free, which is genetically modified organisms, uh, they have gene splicing and things like that. It's a whole other topic. But when you hear terms like organic, natural, GMO-free, vegan, uh, no trans fat, things like that, often those are used for marketing purposes. You know, I've seen uh, organic Doritos, you know, check out all the ingredients in organic Doritos and you tell me <laughs> if it's something you need to eat every day. Natural, natural does not mean anything GMO free. I mean, it's good to know that, but, and then vegan, even Oreo cookies are vegan. So no trans fats. Okay, great. Well, what types of refined oils do you have in that? So, you, you know, you got to be a little savvy. And I would just look for God-given natural food in their in their God-given state. Now, most popular brands of chips are switching ingredients around so they can place the word organic on their packaging. But the product is far from healthy. There are exceptions, but generally not all products labeled natural or organic are 
always healthy, especially when they're labeled natural. As Food and Water Watch notes, right now, the most meaningful label on your food in terms of upholding specific government requirements is the U.S. Department of Agriculture, known as the USDA, their organic seal. For a product to be certified organic, it's required to meet specific standards. Organic crops cannot be grown with synthetic fertilizers, synthetic pesticides, or sewage sludge. Other types of fruits and vegetables can believe it or not. Organic crops cannot be genetically engineered or irritated by genetically manipulating things. Animals must eat only organic grown feed and can't be treated with synthetic hormones or antibiotics. Animals must have access to the outdoors. Animals cannot be cloned. So that's what that stamp organic means. And I don't want to get too crazy about this because I know I haven't done this perfectly, but you know, you can be a lot more like, for example, blueberries, strawberries, uh, berries, I would not eat non-organic because they're heavily sprayed and you got to wash them really good. It's hard to get that, that glyphosate out of the skin of those. Now, avocado, I buy avocados that aren't organic, bananas that aren't organic, possibly, you know, there's other things because it's not directly sprayed. We've got to get back to just whole, like I would find farmer's markets um, and there are even farmers. And even though they can't get the label organic, because you have to pay money, you have to meet certain criteria. A lot of uh, local farms and things like that are organic. They just can't use that label because they have to go through the whole process of it. And so you can ask, and I ask, you know, some of these local farmers, if I go to Farmer's Mart, is this sprayed? Yeah, it's sprayed. We used, you know, you ask them if it's Roundup, Glyphosate, GMO, then unfortunately I usually pass. Many people are not concerned about food additives or ingredients because they believe the FDA offers protection. That's simply not the case. The FDA is no longer an organization focused on prevention, but on reaction. The FDA usually reacts to things. They've left it in the hands of the producers of food to make the right decision. And as we know, all know that usually doesn't happen. In other words, the food products in our nation are too numerous for the FDA to regulate. Therefore, we have to kind of regulate it ourselves. As a result, the FDA must react to health concerns, not prevent them. You be the judge rather than a neutral agent agency testing without bias, production companies have profit at stake. Back to carbohydrates. When consumed in moderation and in the right forms, such as beans, lagoons, things like that, carbohydrates have many benefits. Dr. Joel Furman adds this. He said that bean intake in scientific studies is an important factor in promoting long life. So they've found that these studies of promoting beans and things like that, it can definitely lead to longevity, which I agree, beans are very healthy if you look at all the different phytochemicals, especially if you can get organic beans and you soak them in water yourself. That's obviously the best way to do it. The conclusion of an important study that he was talking about shows that a higher bean intake is the most productive dietary predictor of survival among the elderly, regardless of their ethnicity. So consuming too many carbohydrates especially the wrong kinds, causes weight gain and has a negative effect on health, largely because they lack the nutrients. Yet a person would have a difficult time eating too many green vegetables, one of the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet. So I haven't met anybody yet that's gained too much weight eating just mainly salad, unless you dump a gallon of oil on it. The goal is to consume. So this is key. This is very important. Okay, I'm even going to do this to tell you this is very important. Okay. The goal is to consume nutrient-dense food. That should be the goal. Nutrient-dense food. What I'm about to eat, is it nutrient-dense? Well, I bought this Wonder Bread. Mm-mm, not nutrient-dense. Well, I've got this cereal in a box. 
Mm -mm, not nutrient dense. I just bought these organic types of crackers. What's in it? It's going to really spike up your insulin level as well. Look at the refined oils. You do need all that processed carbohydrates. If anything, you're going to have some crackers, get some healthy ones without refined oil and eat with it some uh, very good raw cheese because the raw cheese slows down the absorption rate of the glycemic index of the carbohydrates being the of the insulin being released and the blood sugar increasing that fat will slow down that uh, that glycemic index level if for those of you who know who know what that means basically means it it, it uh, blood sugar is not elevated quickly when there's some fat eaten as well even some protein on average once we consume these nutrient dense foods fruits and vegetables broccoli for example is the lowest in calories but very high in nutrient density and when you consume these, cravings for sweets will decrease big time. I've noticed that before, like big salad. And later in the evening, I'm like, I don't even crave any sweets today. But if you start to have lots of carbohydrates and even some sugar and chocolate and this and that and caffeine, and you start to really crave sugar later at night in the form of sugars. On average, individuals in our culture consume a great deal of calories from refined sugar. When the source is a candy bar or a protein bar or a vegan cookie, it is still sugar, okay? Hey, and somebody showed me these vegan, supposedly healthy cookies, and I looked, and it's got like 30 grams of sugar in the cookie. I mean, how many teaspoons is that for grams and a teaspoon. So you've got eight teaspoons of sugar just about you're taking in. So you, you have to be careful. If you can get your sugar intake to like whatever you eat, you know, less than four grams or four grams or less of sugar in it, then you'll be doing pretty good. But be careful. Even ketchup has sugar. That's right. And then your bun that you're putting on that, whatever you're eating has sugar. And then that barbecue sauce you're adding has sugar. You eat a sandwich, you think no sugar when you just had uh, one, two, three, four teaspoons of sugar. So it's just amazing. And these large dosages of sugar are frequently responsible for failing health and obesity. And again, remember, carbohydrates are a form of turning into sugar, glucose and glycogen as well. Fruit, when eaten in moderation, is a much better choice and not too much because of the fructose as well. And this is another reason why fasting is so important. It rebalances, it restores, and it renews the body. Did you catch that? This is another reason why fasting is so important. It rebalances, it restores, and it renews the body. All right, that is key. Incorporate that into your lifestyle. Dr. Rex Russell offers three principles when considering sugar. One, eat sugar in the items God created them for food, such as fruit and honey. And make sure on the honey, make sure you get a good, a good source. It's not just a, a synthetic put together cheap honey. You know, good, good to get it from the beekeepers or local farms. The big push right now is Manuka honey. It's got a very high rating on the antioxidants that are in it. And that, that's good, but expect $30 or more. So sometimes I get Manuka and then it lasts a while and I, I just get, you know, some really good dark honey and I don't use too much. And then eat the items before they are altered and changed into toxic products such as donuts or candy bars, etc. So you eat the sugar in the form that God gave it and then you eat them before they turn into donuts and things like that. And then number three, if you are becoming addicted, cut back substantially. Oh, I just, here we go. Manuka honey is a great choice. It's an antioxidant powerhouse. Uh, I add a teaspoon to protein shakes when needed. Manuka honey is said to be one of the most beneficial forms of honey in the world. So again, though, I don't use it too much because of the cost. One soft drink 
check this out, can contain up to 40 grams of refined sugar and 150 calories. Theoretically, you could lose one pound a week by doing nothing more than deleting three-fourths of the refined unhealthy sugar from your diet. There are also studies concluding that even moderate sugar intake hinders the immune system from fighting illness, including heart disease. And I think it's because sugar is good and God-given from the sugar cane. Did you know if you eat a sugar cane, you're not going to eat nearly as much sugar as in a tablespoon of sugar? And then that, you've got the honey, you've got the fructose from fruit. So it's a, it's a really good thing. But like everything else, the enemy takes what is good and perverts it. Oh, sugar is good. God made it. Fructose and, and again, everything I just mentioned, the honey and, and the honeycomb. And, but when we take it and we times it by 10 and it becomes an addiction and too much and we're having it all the time, something that is good has turned into a problem. And that's where we find ourselves today. Can we blame all carbohydrates for our nation's weight problem? No, of course not. Many people do. But as a result of blaming all these carbohydrates are bad. No carbs, no carbs, no carbs. Low carbohydrate diets or no carbohydrate diets have become popular. Most of these diets exclude whole grains and fruit and only allow vegetables, meat, and dairy. But many still agree that overall calorie consumption determines weight gain. Again, got to be careful here. Try not eating for a week and see what happens, right? We can tell. Too many calories in, it's going to be stored. However, I agree that carbohydrates such as white bread, rice, pastries, candy, soft drinks, and processed foods should be minimized, and that's an understatement, if not eliminated. Health should always be the central factor when choosing a food or health program. Without health, especially spiritual health, right? That's what we want to make sure we're focusing on. A trim body has little significance. When carbohydrates are consumed, here's what happens. Carbohydrates are consumed, let's just say only carbohydrates, even more so. Insulin is released in the blood to transport the energy of these carbohydrates into the cell. Insulin is a hormone that forces cells to absorb glucose for energy. Though necessary, the more insulin we have, the harder it is to lose weight and maintain health. And the opposite hormone to that is glucagon. Glucagon is what we really want to see that at higher levels in order to lose weight. And I believe fasting and certain types of, of eating programs will help to elevate glucagon over insulin. Though necessary, the more insulin we have, the harder it is to lose weight and maintain health. If the body doesn't use the glucose that's being transported, it is stored as excessive energy, fat. So when a person is, is overweight and, you know, we've got what they call love handles and different things. And we've got this, even I have too much weight on right now. That extra weight is just energy. It's energy that is stored in order that we use it. It's not stored just to be stored. Um, obviously, you need some amount of fat, visceral fat. Most Americans in countries around the world, they are overweight and they need to get rid of some of this energy. So when the body is overburdened by too much sugar or carbohydrates, the cells become resistant to insulin. That's the term insulin resistance. As a result, glucose collects in the blood and an array of health issues can result. That is type 2 diabetes, and that's why it can be prevented with the proper diet and lifestyle. It's going to take some work, but you can do it. Begin today by making these changes. I recently heard that a large milkshake featured at a popular drive-thru establishment contains an incredible 93 grams of sugar. 
whoo, approximately 23 teaspoons of sugar. Can you imagine that? And many people are having this. I've seen a lot of people drinking this. What you need to do is begin intermittent fasting. I would get up, I would not eat. I would go as long as you can without eating, medical supervision, but probably till lunch, you know, 12, 1, 2. And then you eat very healthy from 2 to 6, maybe a meal at 2, a meal at 6, and that's your final meal huge salad, tons of nutrients, maybe a protein shake later on, filling your body with nutrients and getting some exercise and then go to bed. It's okay to go to bed a little bit hungry, a little bit craving some sugar. Begin moving in that direction. You're going to see some amazing results because intermittent fasting tied with not eating as much as you used to, tied with not eating as much garbage as you used to, tied with not eating as much of the dangerous carbohydrates as you used to, and that is going to produce some incredible results. Additionally, for cells to uptake sufficient amounts of vitamins, for example, vitamin C, large amounts of sugar cannot be present since sugar competes with vitamin C to enter the cell. Now, this is pretty interesting. When we've got all this sugar in the bloodstream and, and, and how it affects the body, could it be that a lot of people are sick because of a lack of vitamins and minerals and nutrients? What about vitamin D, vitamin K, vitamin C are all depleted in many individuals and the sugar can be competing with the vitamin C, for example, to go into the cell and offer a health benefit to the cell. So getting rid of sugar is, is a huge plus. Now you see why so many people are deficient in key vitamins and minerals. They are addicted to the bad things and they avoid the good things. So let's talk a little bit more about fat because it is, it is pretty important. And then we're going to get to what I promised. What does the Bible say about food that is so important? So more on fat. There are close to 55 grams of fat in a double bacon cheeseburger. Even if you make it at home, 55 grams of fat compared to 10 grams in a lean meat patty to burn the 1100 calories in the burger. It would take a two and a half hour bike ride. And the burger is probably loaded with harmful ingredients. Unless again, you can make it at home, choose some bread. You also have to ask, is it grass finished? Just stuff's getting so complicated nowadays. Apparently they can feed the animals grass, grass fed, but then the last six months of their life, they can beef them up on grain. And that's why if it's, it has to be grass fed and grass finished when possible. Now, am I able to find that all the time? No, you just got to do the best with what you can do. Also fish is good. Freshly caught fish out in the ocean obviously is best. Fat is stored for energy. As I said before, it helps the body absorb necessary fat soluble vitamins. That's why fat is important. These no fat diets that no fat diet craze created disaster. And I remember no fat, no fat, no fat. And you'd eat all these cookies with no fat, but tons of high glycemic carbohydrates and set our nation back, I think in health because of that. So fat, it's stored for energy. It helps the body absorb fat soluble vitamins and it protects our organs. It also affects brain development and helps with inflammation processed fat and partially hydrogenated oils and of course the refined oils we talked about are hard on the system and most of these you know cookies chips pastries are filled with them so it makes me wonder do we really have a cholesterol problem that stems from healthy animal products or do we have a refined oil sugar and carbohydrate problem could it be that junk food is what causes severe inflammation in the arteries nicole eckert drove this point home in an article entitled heart surgeon speaks out about the true cause of heart disease she writes take a moment and picture a fresh pad of steel wool now visualize yourself slowly rubbing this abrasive sponge over your soft skin until it becomes tender red and nearly bleeding if you could tolerate this form of pain and repeat the action 
the area would swell, bleed, and become infected after repeated harm. This uncomfortable visualization is a good way to conceptualize the inflammatory process that could be taking place inside your body right now. So the steel wool is the junk food that's running through our arteries and it's causing this inflammation and then the cholesterol rushes to fix the problem and it gets blamed versus the products and the junk food is actually causing the problem. When inflammation occurs, cholesterol via low-density lipoproteins, LDL, comes to the rescue but are then blamed for the heart disease. I heard Dr. Axe make similar comparisons. God didn't create bad cholesterol. Man created bad food. Tweet that one out. Hashtag feasting and fasting. God didn't create bad cholesterol. Man created bad food. Food, that is so true. Additionally, eating cholesterol does not necessarily raise blood cholesterol. A Harvard Health article noted, if you eat only 200 to 300 milligrams of cholesterol a day, which is one egg yolk, has about 200, if that's all you eat, your liver will produce an additional 800 milligrams per day from raw materials such as fat and sugar and proteins. Our motto 20 years ago was eat less, move more. Now it's eat right, move a lot more. Movement like fasting is a natural medicine. There's truth in the statement. If you don't use it, you will lose it. So muscle deteriorates and cells are damaged and joints become crystallized when they are not used or when they are fed the right diet. So even in your 50s, you should, oh, I'm so sore everywhere, my back, my shoulders. And, you know, I can relate, you know, from heavy lifting when I was younger, probably. A lot of this damage comes from the things we are eating because it crystallizes on the joints. The antioxidant effects are very low. The oxidative stress is high. The body is responding to all these different things, these negative things. Our immune system is shot. I mean, I can go on and on and on for what junk food does to the human body. So as you can see, we have a storage problem in our fat tanks, right? And we have a moving problem. We don't move enough. And we have a problem making wise choices. So storage problem, moving problem, and we don't like to make wise choices. If a person is 20 pounds overweight, technically, technically, they have close to 70,000, 70,000 calories in storage that they can burn. Now, that's why a lot of clinics, there's fasting clinics, and that's why they take people on 40-day fasts because they can go 40-day fasts. And I don't recommend that on your own. I'll always seek medical supervision, but I think the world record, it's like 382 days, 382 days fasting. You can check this yourself. I think he was in the Scotland hospital and uh, doctors watched him. They gave him some, I think, some vitamins, supplements from 400 pounds or so down to 185. And the ironic thing to me was he only gained back about 10 pounds because he did everything right. So we have a lot of stored calories and we need to start burning them. We need to start being more active, intermittent fasting, even extended fasting. And that's why I wrote this book to help more people do this. So this person, you know, that I just mentioned could fast easily for three weeks on water alone. But instead, most people consume too much and they burden the body even more. So instead of giving the body a break, losing some weight, fasting, we actually begin to burden it even more and more and more. And then as we get older, we become even more unhealthy. And that's what's really leading to our health crisis in our nation. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, 
be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Thank you for listening to us today, and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidleman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.